0: And I'm Georgie, coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity, and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. <laughs> this, this is Creative Clinks. Clinks. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Clinks. This time we have the wonderful queen behind I Love Butter. She has been a very dear friend of mine when I moved to Sydney and literally lived across the road from her beautiful little cafe. And uh, it was a regular visit for me to go over and grab a cuppa and having a uni break and ducking over, getting a quick snack here and there. Love the sausage rolls and a good croissant. So we've decided it is about time that we have Sophia on. So welcome, Sophia. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi. So, for those who have not heard of I Love Butter or Nosh, give us a bit of a spiel.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so it used to be called Nosh, and then when COVID hits, um, we decided to launch Bake Your Own Croissant at Home. And a lot of people didn't understand what Nosh means. So, you know, like all it means is snacks, but we want. We wanted to come up with a brand that's a lot more relevant to our buttery croissant. So hence the term I love butter came about. So I love butter started about two years ago. Um, it's, it's the same entity as Nosh, just on our branding terms. It's a lot more appealing as opposed to Nosh. Cause when you mention croissant, you know, people, the first thing that come to their mind is butter. So I just, I couldn't think of a better name than just I love butter really, because I love butter. Hence. <laughs> <laughs> the croissant started because I love butter. I like anything to do with butter. I love butter and toast, butter and anything and everything is me. And then when I had to come up with another business name, that was that was really easy. Actually, I love butter, and everybody go, why? I was like I don't know because I just do so I decided to stick to my gun and
0: here we are two years on yay beautiful (laughs) and how have you felt that like was it a really hard slog for you to really get that promoted with the the concept of bake your home a bake at home and also being able to deliver that service as well it
1: it was really hard because because we're based in lower north shore and I'm not being judgmental or anything people in the lower north shores a lot more we are very sheltered community like everything is like everything is done for us you know having to bake your own croissant or having to get out of your house and do your own things it, it's rare you know like our it, it was an uphill battle because a lot of people what why do I want to get up early just to bake my own croissant when I can just walk down the road and grab yours so we so we had to so we had to come up with a way to sell it to them. So so we decided to sell to them as a lifestyle choice, not as a product. and and when we started go down that marketing avenue, and that's when we start to see a lot more people like interested. and then it was it was still tough, even though we went down that way. But then when I start putting my face in front of camera most morning, Um, Instagram story, Um, people starting to believe you that, hey, it's not that bad. You know, she looked like she's having a ball baking croissant at home. And so now we're getting a lot more sales. So on our weekend sales, we almost even in terms of frozen croissant and freshly baked croissant by us. So it's it's going great. And that's only because people are buying it as a lifestyle choice, not as a product. Mm. Selling it as a product was a tough one. It was really, really tough. We tried that for six months and that didn't work. So we have to change our marketing and then so now we're heading towards selling it as a lifestyle. This is the experience that we're selling to you and you're buying our product. And you're buying this experience with your family. You know, like teaching your kids how to put them in the oven teaching your kids the term proofing what does it mean and you know reading reading like the steps to make your own croissant,
0: how hard it is. So,
1: yeah, so it's going great. Overall,
0: I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going really good, yeah. I remember when I was saying that um, I, there must have been the school that your kids go to when you did that little program where everyone, all the kids had to bake at home and things like that. Yeah. That was such an awesome little collaboration or organisation that you did that really got the kids involved.
1: Yeah, that was during that really miserable second round of lockdown where it went on for, like, forever, like, just never see the other end of the tunnel. So we decided to approach the school and say, hey, how would you feel about a morning tea with everybody using our own, bake your own croissant and make it a project, you know, and then make it like, hey, guys, how did you go? And make it a topic to talk about other than check into your homework, check into your Google classroom. So that went really well. And when we did that, our thought was just to cheer the kids up because my two kids go there and they were really, really down after week two or week three. So I did it purely just to cheer cheer my own two children up but it turns out that one whole week we had lying line down to the bus stop oh, gee. oh my god! Oh, my god. Oh, the council hates me <laughs> the council we had everybody was like guys it's too crowded at your cafe and this is when COVID was new and everyone was like really really paranoid about COVID mm. so we had half of the locals were really anti what I was doing and the other half were really supportive, couldn't care less but we had cops, we had the council come in and like telling us off saying like this is you know, you've got to control your crowd. You've got to, you've got to high security guards. You've got to like black- this is like a rock concert. I <laughs> know. Just a small town business girl, I can't afford a security guard. If you're really concerned about COVID, maybe one of you could stay here and control the crowd. Wow. You know, so they come and go during that one week. So that was fun. And it turned out every single kid in that school so proud of what they did. And then mum and dad were so happy. So that they keep coming back to buy more. So it turned out to be a great marketing for us, even though we weren't expecting it. I did it for my own two kids. I didn't do it for the marketing, but it turned out to be a great marketing concept. I'm like, oh
0: should do that more. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And and the, it was so heartwarming because like considering that time and and even for me, like you know, it is re- you should really deliver up here, please. Uh- <laughs> oh,
1: we have to stop oh. Sydney because we don't have any staff.
0: oh uh, maybe I'll have to jump on board and no. be the delivery gal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it, it, just even as like a, a viewer and someone. Who consumed your content? It was even brought me that little bit of joy seeing all the kids because you posted all the photos of everyone with their trays when they were proofing and then when they came out, yeah. and they just looked so happy. And considering that time and how hard it was, and you know, considering how much the energy they have, it was really cool to see you at least offer them a way to channel that energy into something that's yeah. quite constructive. And yeah. even for them to be able to find a little passion of theirs, a lot yeah. of them probably found that they really love to bake after that and they really yeah. want to learn more or do more. And then again, exactly that, being able to utilise you as a vice to be able to have that quick and easy transition into baking. Yeah.
1: No, it was really good. The smile and the kids like really made our day that morning and and then we tried again to do it at Mossman Public School and that didn't go according to plan because um, a few of the PNC didn't like um, the crowd issue that we had with beauty point public Schools so that didn't go down um but anyway covid is over life is back to normal and i think this year we're really going to push it we're really going to pump our marketing out and just see how far we can grow in terms of bake your own product um doing really well so we're not really concerned about that i'm just going to test my limit how far i can get these lower north shore mums <laughs> to start making something <laughs> i love it it's a challenge. <laughs> My customers <laughs> and they won't come back to me. <laughs> All these great people, don't get me wrong, but God, ask them to do
2: anything themselves. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, No, 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 no. So, Sophia, can I ask you like, it sounds like to me that you obviously had to put a lot of creative thought into your marketing more than actually the product itself would that be correct
1: um yes the product mm. um so i be- i believed in a product and yeah. i honestly feel for the first 12 months that I was the only one that believed in my own product. Like even my team doesn't believe in my own product. Even my team questioned me like like um what make you think your product is better? What make you think people want to it's like an overnight process. You know, you take it out of the freezer the night before you go to bed. You gotta find a nice room for it. You've got to make sure it's the temperature is correct. And then the next day you still have to pay for an egg in order to egg wash it. So it's not really cheaper option it's not a cheaper alternative so hence why I have to change the way I sell it not as a product but as a lifestyle no it's not going to save your money by buying my frozen product but however it does give you an opportunity to bake something with your children with your grandparents with your guests like imagine entertaining your guests for for brunch and pulling it out of your oven and put it straight onto the table that's what I was trying to sell and and my staff didn't believe in that concept they didn't like it not to say that they weren't behind behind me. They were behind me, but at the but you, you can see that at the end of the
2: day they wish that they didn't have to do that with me. Okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like So how did you get them so have they turned around now? How did you get them on board?
1: They turn around now. They turn around now because we got a lot of um and we got, a, we were lucky enough to be approached by like Good Food Magazine, and this is all them approaching us. We didn't approach them. So after a few big magazine approaching us and do articles about us, even the SBS approach us and do a documentary about it. And then that's when my team start to go, oh, she's not that stupid.
2: <laughs>
1: Are we believing you now? Someone else had to tell them that
2: you weren't stupid. Yeah.
1: They didn't. It's really funny. It has to come from somebody else instead of come it from, me. It comes from me. Come from me. That he's like, oh, it just her doing her own thing again. You know, she's really slowing. But, but because it's coming from the SBS, it's coming from the magazines and the news validated the media, exactly and other media. They go, oh, oh, this, you're kind of cool. Now, and now they raved about it to the customers. <laughs> oh my god, you should try this. Make your own. I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> One of the day i was like, go and fuck yourself. It was, like, <laughs> was so funny. She was like, "Oh," and I said, to her, "I don't have fucking time to make it. Uh, it sold out." And she was pushing it. I'm like, "No!" And then I go, "Go and fuck yourself." <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. No, it's a good. I'm so glad I did it, and I'm so glad I stay true to myself because there was so many time where a lot of people. Try to convince me that is it worth it? You know, you're taking a lot. You're spending so much time on it. You're spending what your business is really successful, Nosh. Why are you taking all the energy from Nosh just to pump into this? And I'm so glad I didn't listen to them because... Who we are today is because of our bake at home range. If we were not introduced this two years ago, we are still not. Yes, we probably just as successful now without the I love butter. But we'll. But are we as interesting? No, we won't be. We would just be another famous bakery. We will not be another bakery to try to push something so hard that nobody knew of. You know, in in Europe, everybody does it. Everybody baked their own pastry there. In America, in Canada, but we, as you would know, down under, we're like 10 years behind everybody. <laughs> look look yep. at COVID, for instance. We're yep. well moved on and we've got lockdown after three cases. Yeah,
2: so yeah. Yep. I'm so
1: yep. glad yep. I pushed it. and everyone talked about it now, which is great. I loved it.
2: And you had obviously that motivation that your children, when COVID happened, that I guess you know you pushed yourself more because you're like, well, what am I going to do for my children? It was, was that a, obviously a big motivation?
1: It, it wasn't as it wasn't what 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 I do for my kids. For me, it was a survival of the business concept. Yeah, because I know Nosh will eventually become stale and boring, like every other business. You need mm. to bring new. The, you know, it just needs to rejuvenate itself every two or three years. And yeah. I didn't know any other way of rejuvenating my business because it's just a hole in a wall. I can't change the menu as such. I can only take one thing in, add another thing in. But that's eventually it gets stale. It's like seasonal menu. And I thought, what can I do that's different to everybody else? Because Burglough was opening down the road and they were so good with their bread. And so I kind of just mind my own business. What can I do to make it more noticeable? Not just a bakery. I didn't want to be just a bakery. And to be honest, we're not really a bakery. We, we're like all over the place. We Until we introduced I Love Butter, we were everything and anything. Like some mm. people call us cafe. Some people call us the corner shop because she was selling eggs. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not a corner <laughs> like, I was only giving you eggs because you couldn't get eggs at <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so now that we introduced i love butter like we we kind of have identity now people just mm. come to us and they know they don't expect anything less other than fattening pastry butter white sugar processed flour do you know what i mean all the good and stuff I'm, yeah and i'm quite happy with that like i don't i don't want to be known as the healthy business like it wasn't what we were Set out to be, you know, yeah, and and we're not promoting eating it seven days what, a week. We're promoting it as a treat, you know, like bake your own croissant on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday to Friday we have. Alternative for you at Nosh, all the beautiful baguettes and
0: sandwiches. So yeah. yeah, how you brought up Europe just reminded me of your escapade, I shall say, of trying yes. croissants <laughs> when you were just recently overseas. Yeah, <laughs> was oh
1: that? My God, they're so good over there. Oh my God, their butter content is like almost hold off on. the charts. <laughs> Their butter content is like 50% butter to every dough. Like so. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Our con- Ours is only 35%. Ours is nowhere near as rich as theirs. Hence, oh my Hence why everybody feedback is that ours is almost as good as the Parisian croissant. But oh. when I did the ratio, that we could still fucking do 55%. <laughs> <laughs> but do I want to do 55%? Mm. Maybe, but. So now I'm tossing between going up a fraction, oh. maybe boost it up to 45 from 35% and just see if I'm happy with that. Because when I was there, I ate two a day. Oh my God. Honestly, everything I did on that story, they were true. If I, if you saw that big freaking bag, that was me inhaling that big freaking bag. <laughs> From different, from different bakery, of course, and yes, it is better, and yes, but God, do I really want to put that much butter in my body system? No.
2: So actually, that poses a really interesting question that I've got. So, um, I guess that I spoke to last week. We were talking about creative license, right? So you're you're baking, I guess, traditional French croissants. Yeah. How much? Yeah. How much are you willing to experiment? with a recipe like that before you're like, oh, this is actually taking it too far. Yeah, and you know what I mean? You're mucking it up as yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So my my first step now is just to increase my butter ratio. Okay. And then after that I I really I don't know. I'm not agreeing how people saying Parisian croissants are better than us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is great. Don't get me wrong. But is it better? No. It's it's different. Yeah. It's different to everybody taste buds. And let me tell you now, young lady, I got told off by Baker there because I go in there every day because his croissant was the best. So I keep mm. going back to him. And then he turned around and go, Madame, the French girls don't eat croissant. Who are you? You eat too many croissant. you're going to get so fat. Oh! They do wow. croissant. They sell croissant to the dumb tourists like myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's another sucker walking
1: in the door. They don't eat croissant. They eat cro- one croissant a week. Oh God! Once their life is their boring. Training, they eat once a week and they smoke and drink. That's
0: all they do. Because that's healthier than eating every yeah, solid yeah, yeah. day. It
1: is. It is. You know, having having your lung intoxicated with this black fume is far better than intoxicated with the yellow <laughs> liquid. Um, you're like <laughs> And I said to the guy, I'm like, you know what, I really don't care what you think of me. I just want your croissant because I'm all here for 10 days. <laughs> but no, their croissant, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I did say in my Instagram story that it is better, but at the end of the day, I only say that to entertain a crowd because that's what the crowd wants to hear. My opinion, my honest, absolute opinion, it is different. Is it better? No, it is different and it's been catering to those taste buds. Mm. And those people in France do not eat their croissant the way we eat our bread, you know. In saying that, their flour is better. I... Did not feel any like over here. If I eat too much baguette in the day, I get bloated. Over there, I was eating croissant and baguette on a daily basis, and I didn't get any that any yeah, wow. health issue. So mm. there's something with their flour that's different mm. to our flour. Okay. Mm.
0: Would you ever consider trying to like source their flour? Yeah, I would love
1: to, and that's what I've been looking at mm. is see if we can import the flour in without having to pass on the cost to our consumers. Mm. And the, mm. there there's a big um, company in Melbourne that does it and i'm just seeing if i can get it directly from melbourne as opposed to di- to from france yeah um yeah and i i'm really curious about if, if all our bread were to make using different flour will we have these gluten issues
2: mm. gluten mm.
1: and then i spoke to a lot of people while i was there online back to people it and a lot of them mentioned that when they used to live in italy and france they never have any gluten intolerance until they move to Australia.
2: Yeah, wow. Could
1: could that be because there's something to do with our wheat that we are not prepared to fix because it's costly? Do you know, like, I don't know, like, I'm not a wheat expert, but I'm not the only one that's
0: saying it. A lot of people are Mm. saying it.
2: Yeah.
0: They get gluten intolerance. That's so interesting because I'd really wonder and you look you've given me something to look up anyway after this cuz I'd be wondering cuz like I've come from a farm myself and we didn't prioritize wheat just for the sake of cyclic for the soil and things we yeah. we do some wheat. And yeah. it and make me wonder of what what part of the process makes that effect and makes that so different whether, whether yeah. it's from the growing start or for the processing side. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Why don't you do that homework G? And then you'll get
1: it done.
0: I will, I will. And then you can have a story going, I have news for you people.
1: (laughs) When I did the croissant class for fun, the three hours fun class, the lady did say, because I said to her, is is this flower of yours that you're talking about, is this equivalent to our triple zero flower back in Sydney? She goes, no, 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 your double zero or triple zero is nowhere compared to our flower. I'm
2: like,
1: you know, you've never been to Australia.
0: (laughs) big claim I, honey I, I, well, you know my flour's not half
1: as good as yours and <laughs> you can, yeah, I know all about your flour because I'm a baker for 45 years and you're and trust me the flower that you get in Australia is not pure like the flower that we get here. I mean, You know, she's French, girl. I don't want to argue with her. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> argue with the yeah, French. Yeah, you don't know what the outcome will <laughs> be. <laughs> okay, my flower's not as good. Keep talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next step, thanks. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, that's about it, really. And would you go back? Yes.
1: I want to go back. I want to take the kids there for two years. Um,
2: wow. wow.
1: I would love to go back. And I was, think, I was thinking about it the other day because my eldest finishing high school end of next year. I, thought if I can oh, wow. work as hard as I can now to get the business to it, self-manage yourself. I would love to take two years off work and just go there, And mm. just because I wanted to see Europe so badly, and we are so far away from Europe. Mm. It's like twenty hours flight. Do you know what I mean? It's like how often can you do 20, 20 hours flight? So I thought maybe we should base there, Can everything is a lot cheaper there. I can't believe how much money we paid in Sydney just to stay above water. People mm. Paris is mm. so expensive. So I got there. I'm like, didn't mean to be a snob, but like. What do you mean? Like, oh, yeah. standard. I'm like, it's not expensive compared to Sydney. Maybe, mm, for, mm. maybe for the people there. Mm. You know, we were paying, like, their Michelin Star restaurant, their main was like $50. That was the most really? yeah, expensive wow. restaurant in Paris. Mm. That was the most. Mm. Over here, you freaking pay over 40 for main.
2: Yeah. You pay $50 yeah. for a steak at your local RSL. Yeah, it's
1: bullshit. Over there, this is the most expensive Michelin star I had. I thought, you know, I've got got to do this. I'm tired of these people telling me how expensive it is. I booked myself in. And I look at the bill. This is what I pay when I go out to Sydney. Just Mm. to a local restaurant, not even a fine dining restaurant, a local restaurant down the street in Mossman G. You would know. Yeah, you walk out with 180 bucks. Mm. Go ahead. you're lucky to get a few wines and a cocktail in that price. That's not like Mm. all night out and come home, can't remember who you were last
0: night. (laughs) (laughs) 180 bucks. Easy. Yeah, look, that's definitely over 180 bucks to have that experience. <laughs> uh, don't ask me how I know. It's okay. I heard Gary's
1: taking you out when you get here next time, so I, I take along. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you can I be like, full witness it. it yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so,
2: Sophia, your your background's not a pastry chef originally, is it?
1: No, no. Um, I didn't really have the background, because. What was I? I studied fashion for three years, which do you know, and I did a lot of alteration. I did a lot of pattern making for billy bongs and all the alternative brand up. in But I didn't have a career set. Do you know what I mean? Like the alteration was from home and the pattern making was also from home and give it to them and you get paid on commission basis or per designed. So I didn't really have a career. And prior to that, fashion calls. I was fruit picking around Australia. Wow. I was doing seasonal work for five years. I would never have a background. So when I saw the opportunity to open the cafe, I didn't know what I was doing. I I learned how to make coffee then. Then when when I bought the coff when I bought the shop after I bought the shop I go holy shit. That's when I start enrolling how to make coffee, learning everything about coffee. I knew I wanted to sell croissant though. I knew that just because we are because Cambodian Vietnamese are heavily influenced by French food. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I wanted to sell croissant, but I didn't know how to sell the croissant because I don't know how to make coffee. You can't just sell croissant these days without anything to go beside it. Mm. So I had to um, learn how to make coffee. And that was like seven years ago. And there was only me and the baker for for six months. There was only two of us and we were opening six days a week. And after six months, that's when I decided to employ the third, the fourth, the fifth. And now we we grow it to at one point, there was 18 of us on the payroll at one point. Oh, wow. And now we dropped to 10 because of COVID. We don't have like, mm. you, you probably have heard everywhere around the world, not just us, that there are shortages in staff, especially in hospitality and service area. Very, very short. So because of that, we have cut back everything. There's no more bar me in our shop. There's a lot of product that's been cut back, but
2: let's see. Hey. Yeah. So I guess like, how do you expand now on your business? How can you, when you were talking about, you feel like almost with businesses nowadays, you almost have to reinvent themselves every couple of years. Yeah. How do you feel you can do that now, even though, yeah, with I Love Butter, how do you feel you're going to do that?
1: Um, so we are at a point where Yes, the name is getting out there and the people are slowly jumping on board and start to believe in our story. In terms of expanding, I don't think I feel comfortable expanding, Just especially when there's no staff to accommodate yeah. anything else other than what we're currently doing. Do I want to get any bigger? No, because I always, my plan was to always have this niche market and this small identity in my community. And that's all I ever want. I don't want anything bigger. Um, you can easily go and sell off the concept to someone for close to nothing or whatever and get your name out there. But do you want that? No, but do you want to be seen as the, the local bake your own croissant brand? Yes. I love to stay mm. like that. And so I have no intention of expanding. In saying that a court of Mossman is pink because of our buildings that are everywhere. <laughs>
0: I, I love that. When you were so posting all those pictures, I was just like, oh, I know exactly where you are. I love it.
1: You know, the harm of Mossman intersection is <laughs> pink because of us. Expand? No, we just want our name to be heard, and we just want it to be heard locally. Okay. We don't want to go any bigger. Um, maybe because maybe because I don't feel comfortable with myself. Maybe I fear that I might lose my identity in the process. Mm. You know, like mm. it's like the syndrome: the more you have, the more you want. I don't want to have that syndrome. I want to stay true to myself, and myself is that to sell that little story of the morning liberation? You know, like. Like each morning is special. Like I want everybody to look at morning routine as a Friday night because, when to be honest, when you first wake up, like my theory and my concept is that when you first get up, like you've got stinky breath, you've got filthy pyjamas, you've got everything, you are your true self at that moment. Why are you not liberating that? Why do you have to put on a lipstick mm-hmm. and a high heels in order to liberate your own true self? You know, so I want to stay true mm-hmm. to that story. And if I was to go any bigger... I know you can if you've got a good marketing team. I know you can we you've got a good brand manager. I know you can, but do I want to? No. And because two years mm. from now, I might want to sell my business and I want to mm. sell a little niche market business. Yeah. You are know? you still
2: excited every morning getting up and, and experiencing, I guess, where it is at the moment? Do you, are you still yeah. feel motivated?
1: I love going to work. Don't get me wrong, but um. Um. But you know, I used to love going to Nosh to work, but now I actually love going to bake more than actually going to see mm-hmm. customers. I used to wake up and love going to see customers because they will take. I don't know. Because I was, I was the reason I started Nosh because I was dealing with a lot of issues in the background and seeing those customers every morning kind of like deter you from your own problems. So I mm-hmm. used to love that, and now that all my problems are being dealt with. I just want to hide in a kitchen and bake and make my own croissant, mm-hmm. and I I love that. I I would go there five days a week, and I would not complain about the long hours. But like today, one of the girls is not well, so I have to go and cover it. Nosh and I, I was like, oh fuck, is, am I going home? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> these long hours are.
0: Oh, <laughs> energy shift,
1: my energy shift from wanting to work with people to now just I just wanted my own space doing what I want to do and yeah. I, I just want to experiment. You know, especially after mm. I just come back from Paris while I'm still fresh. I want to experiment with more flavors, more food, and see what else we can do to actually make it better for them and for us without having to bump the price up. Yeah,
2: you know,
1: yeah. So i yeah. just looking forward exactly. to having my own time every day in a kitchen because we've got two separate kitchen noshes where the food goes out from and where I meant to be is in the kitchen that's no one there other than me. It's like a ghost kitchen. There's no signage or anything, you know, just me in the kitchen. Yeah. So I like that, and I still like work. I really, really like work.
2: Yeah. Do you, So without going obviously too much into it, but just how you mentioned, I guess when you first started Nosh, it was kind of like an escape from whatever personal issues you might have yeah. been dealing with and stuff at the time. Do you probably feel? I, I guess thinking from like our point of view, from a created a creativity point of view, yeah. do you feel that probably anything? to do with something that's creative, like whether it's using your hands or, you know, designing something or whatever, that that it's probably a good mental health stimulation, isn't it? It is. It's really yeah. is.
1: Like, um, especially people like yourself and G and myself, you know, like we, we, we need to stimulate our brain nonstop. Yeah. And creative is just that. Like being creative is just us. It's like a like a stimulus on steroid. Mm. And opening Nosh was challenging and that's why I choose to do it. I, I needed a project where it's completely new okay. that I never stepped mm. in before and and that makes it super challenging. And there was If I was to go nine to five job, it will not stimulate me. Um, even in my in even in fashion industry which I absolutely love and I would love to get back into it if once I become financially independent but mm. it will not stimulate me at that time yeah. I just need something a lot more challenging a lot more boundaries pushing to stimulate me 9 to 5 job will not stimulate me yeah. and I think 9 to 5 job will stimulate me now that I have done this and try this I think you just have to listen to your body and what you need at a time and what I need at the time was something stupid and crazy, like risking everything I ever had to open that little hole in a wall. You know, I was risking my whole family. That feeling of being free? I felt free after three years, but for the first three years, it wasn't free. And I did another interview with this local magazine recently, and this lady said to me, what is your advice to anyone that wants to start their own business? And I said, to you know what, really, really question yourself, is it something you really want? Because because it's not a small business you're starting, you you're actually devouring a million percent of your energy into it in order to make it work. You know, you are you prepared to give up your entire social life? Are you prepared to give up your motherhood? Are you are you prepared to give up your life as a wife? <laughs> To pursue this business. And people just think a business is like, no, we're, running a corporate business is one thing, but having to build a small business is it's so different. It is so it your whole life is flesh and blood. You know, I lost my family throughout the process of building Nosh. But that was the choice I had to make to keep my family or to keep going down this path. And I I answered her question by saying, Do are you prepared? are you prepared to face everything else along the way? And you will have to lose a lot of stuff in order to reach that end goal of yours, which I have lost. I have lost so many things in order to get to where I am, but I was prepared for it. Every time it hit me, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I knew this was going to happen. And yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to my gun, you know, and not everybody mm-hmm. can handle that. Um something mm-hmm. personal. I don't know if Gene knew about this. After 12 months, of me opening my business, my partner complained that I have no time for him, so he started having an affair with another woman. So when I found out, I, I, I broke down so badly that I was hospitalised. Oh, damn! I was lost A G. Like it, it hit me that as a wife, you know, you are perfect if you have all the time and dedication. I'm not saying every man is the same, but to this particular man, when I have the time and dedication to look after the kids and he's never home, I was the perfect wife. And the minute I want to find myself a ground to stand on, it gave him every reason to do what he did. And when I found out, I lost it. I lost it for three months. I lost 10 kg. I was hospitalized. I was everything and anything. And then I had to accept that for two years. I, I didn't know how to end it because the kids were so young. And I didn't know how to end it because I blame myself for what for why he did it. And then, you know, the sad thing was I didn't I never ended it. He ended it by taking his own life in the third of me running the business. So when I look back and when I answered that lady question, I, I like I really emphasized and like, you know what, there are so many freaking obstacles if you want to start your own business. You just 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 make sure you ask yourself that question. Are you prepared to face the demon? Because especially mm. if you have a family. If you're single, I think it's, it's not hard. Mm. I don't think it will be hard because I was single once and I know how much time I can put into anything and I don't have anyone else to answer to. But if you have a partner, you have kids, you've got to be. I was prepared and, you know, like there were people at school calling me the worst mother of the year because Kaya had an asthma attack at school. And I didn't know he had asthma attack. I wouldn't send him to school if I knew he was going to have asthma attack. But did they forgive me? No. They still talk about it and that was like five years ago. How oh, far out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't blame them. Mm. Like, we're all entitled to our opinion, G. Like, you know, it used to bother me and like I said, I used to have a lot of issue I dealt with and now that I dealt with all that issue, I know what I want. I don't want to be with people. I just want to be by myself doing my own thing and mm. believing in myself and not having to answer to anybody, whereas we before I was using all these customers to deal with my own issues. And yeah, mm. and it's and yes, to answer your question, yes, to stimulate your brain, you need a lot of creative concept to push that to get mm. there. And everything you guys do are very creative and everything i do is very creative it's not just putting food in a bag you know you have got to come up with a concept why is my croissant better than the guy down the road why is my queen of is different why is my baguette is different to that guy that have lined out the front but i don't have any line but i still make more money at the end of the day mm-hmm. so it's very creative you know it's, yeah. it's not just putting um the profit margin on a spreadsheet it's not because if you were to put in a profit margin on a spreadsheet you become another cafe we really are we 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 are not wanting to be seen as another cafe we want it to be seen as I love butter we want it to be seen as the cross the croissant hall in a wall in Rossman we want it to be seen as that Mm -hmm. yes of course creative things comes into play and it does comes into play every part of our life when you think about it
0: Mm -hmm. and look I'm going to take you back a little bit back in mm. time. So when you were yeah. growing up, did you find that you chose creative things like baking and sewing yeah. and those, and like, you know, more liberal forms yeah. of creativity? Did you find you you went that way to stimulate your mind and things like that? Or did you find that you were channeling yourself in a different avenue, like more sporting yeah. or activity-based? Um,
1: I, to be honest, I don't think I was born creative. I decided to take Creative avenue just because I didn't have a proper schooling years. Just because I started school when I was 11. I didn't come to this country till I was 11 and I couldn't speak a word of English then or know the alphabet, you know. So when I started school, I was already too late. And you can never catch up, you know. Kids, kids start what? Well, kids start daycare when they are one, and then when I was eleven, I couldn't catch up. And I go, okay, well, curriculum is not my thing. Even being an Asian, you're supposed to be good at math, and my math is shit. <laughs>
2: I'm and
1: I, I, I proved my point that I'm not curriculum. Career- <laughs> so I actually force myself to go down the creative mindset. I mm. I train myself to be creative. You know, some people born creative, and some. And I I was not born creative, I can swear to you now. I trained myself to be creative just because I have no chance in the curriculum side of industry. I have Mm. tried and tried and tried and I never succeed. In that field. So I remember mm. because being Asian as well, like, I don't know if you like the parents always wanted you to go to be a doctor, be a lawyer. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Before <laughs> it's like, it's right yeah. I was born and bred here and have the opportunity to go to school mm. with the other kids, like, dude, I start school at 11. How, mm. how? like, I can't kind of read, let alone, like, how do I prescribe anything to anyone? When I want to kind of put a sentence together. So I mm. forced myself to be creative. It was mm. like a course that I was putting upon my own. Self. And I'm glad mm. I did it because I wouldn't be here if I didn't do it there. I, I would be honestly doing some hideous admin task for someone, getting paid absolutely nothing, entering spreadsheet if I didn't force myself to think creatively outside the box.
0: Yeah. Mm, mm. And what did you find was the the first thing you chose to within this self-made course for yourself?
1: I think there was um, fashion. It was all fashion when I first started. I was learning how to dress. I was learning how to put things together. And I think my favorite thing is like, yeah, so like fabrics. I always have this obsession with fabrics. I start teaching myself how to drape. And then after a few years, that's what prompted me to Enroll in the fashion course and because I can't draw, like I said, I wasn't born creative. I couldn't draw. So I fail miserably. So I did the Ultimo course and I fail my second year because none of my illustration matching my physical dress. Wow. So I failed that hmm. and then I quit. I'm like, this is bullshit. So I went to. Um, Port Douglas and finished my second and third year there just wow. because over there it was a lot it wasn't as competitive because it's small more forgiving it's a lot more forgiving because it's a smaller town it's in Sydney there's no forgiving mm. like I, my dress looked phenomenal but I my mean, illustration doesn't do any justice so you lose a lot of point point. and I, my argument was like I don't know how to draw you shouldn't fault me well then their was like well then if you can't illustrate your style you can't get someone to do your fashion Good point. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it. no. I I honor what they're saying, and it's true. But do I want to be here mm-hmm. and cry about it? No. I go somewhere else that can accommodate me. So. I, is to put Douglas and they could accommodate me and I finished a course there and then.
0: Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I'm glad that I didn't pursue um, my fashion career because far out I think I would have had the exact <laughs> same results. I can't draw shit. <laughs> I
2: think you'd be fine. So I don't know if you know about this, Sophia, but we asked all our guests. Three questions and they're the same questions we ask all our guests. Just just to see okay. what kind of yeah. Okay. All right. So our first question is, yeah, what do you say to someone who says that they are not creative?
1: Oh, you're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> please don't play that <laughs> you're so sterile
0: <laughs> you must be a I liar. love that. <laughs>
1: oh you're the real estate guy boo <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay i think that sums it up <laughs> yeah okay yeah, georgie would you
2: like to ask number two
0: yes um if your career so like considering you've had such a one i guess way to put it is unique upbringing and your your background is is definitely a much different and i did like i dare say compared to me much harder than than what i ever went through if if you didn't have those boundaries or if you didn't have you know all those kind of trials and kind of tribulations along the way where like as a kid like where did you see yourself going for a career or kind of ambition as an adult like what did you if you didn't have those kind of boundaries in place for yourself like do you think things would be a lot different um I I honestly don't know I honestly don't know just because
1: everything that happens to me now not because of life choices but it's almost because of faith is throwing in your face is and then I just grab it and then accept it mm. and make it work for me. Have mm. Would I be doing something different if my upbringing was different, if I had a chance to go to school? I can't say I would. I can't because I I chase adrenaline. I don't chase mm. comfort. If that makes sense. Mm. Even yep. If I was to be born here and go to lawyer school and get my lawyer degree, I, I would chase adrenaline cases. And if I don't have that adrenaline cases, I will quit. So I can't mm. say my upbringing is where I am now. I think I think that was all my gene. Like just like I have to force myself to be creative. So I'm chasing adrenaline because mm. I don't want it entering spreadsheet data, you know, so that would be my highest education if I was to continue down that curriculum path.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you'll probably find a lot of adrenaline in admin yeah, I don't work. I
1: think I can. Like, I'm, oh my god, I have to do my food safety certificate because you have to as a hospitality. I'm still in chapter two and it's been two, um, two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. If it's not interesting it's for interesting. me, it's a struggle. Oh mm. i still in chapter two. <laughs> All right, well, question,
2: our last question is... What would you go back and tell your 15 year old self now, now with all your wisdom of all these years?
1: Oh my God, I wouldn't call it wisdom, Barbie. <laughs> 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 Will I um, hang in there? Hmm. Hang in there. I would say to her, hang in there, don't quit. Just hang in there because I was, when I was 15, I gave up a lot of hope. I gave up a lot of my own belief, my self-love. I doubted everything I did was good enough. And if I have a chance to speak to her again, I want her to hang in there and don't let anyone talk her out of whatever she wants to do. Everyone talked me out of everything I wanted to do when I was 15. So hang in there would be my only line. I want to say to her. So yeah, that's a very cheery, cheery noise or (laughs)
0: ringtone. (laughs) that call in a few minutes yeah <laughs> that's okay well thank you so much for meeting with us and making time for us amongst the the crazy schedule that that's you do have it's been so lovely to see your face it's been yeah, much it's too long, long so and so look good. I'm penciling it in I'm coming to see you soon but yeah no we just definitely really appreciate your time and just yeah and hear it letting us hear yeah. your story it's been really eye-opening because like you said like there's a few things that I didn't even yeah. know there and you definitely I hope that whoever does listen to this finds at least some Kind of inspiration from this and gets that re bit of motivation, and, and exactly like yeah. you're saying, is to hang yeah. in there. But for all our listeners, where can they find you? I love butter, <laughs> <That's> oh. <simple. laughs> I love it. Well, I'm sure that if they look that up, they're not going to get anything else but your yeah. beautiful mug. I hope so, and my beautiful face with my. <laughs> <laughs> to meet you, Barbie. Um, you too,
2: you too. Good to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, one last thing. One last thing. Please? We have a little thing that we do right at the end, and we're hoping that you catch on. Okay. Okay. Sophia. Yes. From I Love Butter. Can I get a whoop
0: whoop whoop whoop? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, definitely the best one. The best one. <laughs> All right, ladies, That was Bye. great fun. For now, we'll leave you with that, and have a great week. Cheers!